my name is Elvia Hill. I play Maria in Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Cobra Kai Companion. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter, and you guys, we have another interview today uh, coming out of episodes one and two of season five. We have Elvia Hill, who plays Maria. How are you doing, Elvia? How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we finally were able to uh, find you know a schedule that works for the both of us, yeah. uh, and you look, you look great. I see the lighting and, and all that, so... Um, how you been? How you been? Uh, the the season has been out as of today for a month now. Uh, what has the reception of um, Cobra Kai been like for you, uh, being uh, a new cast member? Um, it's it's been really really nice. Cobra Kai has some really awesome, avid, loyal fans, and they've been so nice and so sweet. And a lot of them reach out um, and and say how fantastic the first two episodes came out, and it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's um, it's really uh, u- unique um, because the, you know, like the characters Johnny and Daniel have been around for decades, and so um, it's always interesting to kind of see like new characters and new storylines and and how they uh, kind of play a part of it. So we will definitely get into that, but we um, definitely want to learn about uh, you yourself, um, kind of uh, growing up. Well, you you come from um, uh, Puerto Rican background. And you guys got to film there as well, so that's that's really uh, exciting. Uh, but kind of growing up, were you ever into like theater? Uh, I understand you dance and sing as well. Um, is acting something that you kind of wanted to do ever since you were younger? I think um, yes and no. So I really didn't know that you could do this um, as like a full job like I saw actors and stuff and I saw movies but I, I guess I never processed that you can actually become an actor um I always loved to sing so since I was little I've been singing I would do talent shows um and that's really what I love to do it wasn't until I started high school that um I got into musical theater and I did a couple of um plays at school um that I really started to really enjoy theater itself so you did you did you do like some of the acting classes in high school? I did. I, t- I took a theater class um, my junior and uh, senior year of high school, and then um, I I did Grease <laughs> musical <laughs> uh, in high school, and I really really loved that. So did, it was fun. Did you um did you grow up um, enjoying the movie? Was that a thing for you? I did. I actually really loved watching it on TV. So every time it came on, uh, I watched it. And so it's fun to actually be part of that. Yeah, I uh, I, I bring that up because sadly we just lost uh, Olivia Newton John maybe a couple months ago. I think it was. Yeah. So my um my sisters they're they're bigger fans of Greece and my youngest sister she was actually named um, after Olivia Newton John her name's Olivia, which she does not like. Um, I, I well I think the her older sister because they're, they're both younger than me I, I think the other sister 
like always called her Oliver growing up, and I, I think maybe that's why she hates. It. She she prefers to go by Liv. Okay, I know so a couple of them. Yeah, so it's not like you know something completely different, but uh, she. I'm the only one that still calls her Olivia, and she has said she doesn't like it, but she hasn't like completely stopped me from it too. Probably because I'm you know big brother. So what are you gonna do? Um. Yeah. So singing and 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 dancing. Um. What were some of your inspirations in terms of uh, music? Uh. So I grew up with a lot of Latino music. I had Olga Tañón, uh, she sings Merengue and La India. And then I also grew up with Selena. JLo came out with Selena when I was younger and I was obsessed with her music. Um, so yeah. And then as far as English music, uh, I love the Spice Girls and the Backstreet Boys. I was a huge fan of both of them. Yeah, we we might be around the same um, you know uh, age age group here. I uh, to become one is one of my go tos. Not gonna well, lie, yeah, it's I mean it yeah it's you know sang by women, but it's it's not that d- difficult of a song for a guy to sing. But honestly, it's one of those things uh, songs that if you put on in a karaoke room, everybody sings along. And yeah, I th- I think that's a, a it's a beautiful song. Um, Spice Girls were huge in middle school for me, uh, it, well into high school. But by then, I was I was more of an in sync guy. And oh, uh, tell me that. <laughs> I look, I, I get down with some Backstreet Boys for sure. Um, they have a bigger catalog, obviously, you know, because because they didn't break up as as early as In Sync did. Um, and uh, I. I think, um, well, NSYNC for me, because uh, I had a group of guys that I would go karaoke with, and we called ourselves Asian Sync. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. But, um, you know, it, we're not like the best of singers, but we we have fun and we have like our go-tos, um, NSYNC, Backstreet. Um, what else were some of the uh, 98 Degrees, you know, Invisible Band. Um, oh, that's big. And one of my friends, he just loves Enrique Iglesias, so he'd always sing like, you know, uh, "Hero" and and um, wow, gosh, what were some of the other? See, some of the songs are trying to uh, blend it together. I-, I was about to say a title, but like, no way, that's ninety eight degrees because they also say, "Give me, give me just one night," right? Give oh. me just one night. Yeah, now I know what you're you're talking about. I just can't think of it. Like the right, right. song is one of their later ones for sure, ninety eight degrees. But yeah, they're um. I think I think they were pretty good too. I I don't know. They, I don't think they got as obviously uh as big. Yeah, they didn't get as big. They got plenty of love, absolutely. But um, yeah, just when you have like Backstreet Boys and and Sync uh, also on radio, it's is is kind of difficult. Um, now at at one point, did you decide um, to get into acting? Um. So I started acting professionally in 2018. That's probably when I got my first paying gig. Um, and I did it because, you know, I was like, why not? Life is short. Let's do it. And so I started doing a lot of commercial work then. Um, but then I um, started, I got braces. And then right as soon as I took them off in March, we uh, entered quarantine oh. for COVID 2019. And I didn't act for a year. Um, so yeah, but it was, it was officially 2018. What were you doing before then? Maybe you don't mind me asking. 
Um, I was a stay at home mom. And then before then I was doing like regular jobs. Like I worked, um, in a, in a law firm. Mm, interesting. I, I recently, um, heard an interview of, um, this young lady. She, well, maybe she's not so young, but, uh, she was a child actor. It took a huge break from acting because she became a mother and why she got back in is because she said, how could I tell my son to chase his dreams if I don't myself? You know, so so that uh, it, it sounds like that's why you decided to kind of pr- pursue that. So that's really awesome. Um, one of your earlier credits, and this is really cool because there's a few different ties here. Uh, it, um, one of your earlier credits was a uh, Bad Boys, and uh, I just love the photo bomb on your Instagram, Joe Pantaliano, and I I, I don't know the other um, gal in there, but Rose Bianco was also in uh, Bad Boys. Uh, can you uh, share your experience um, uh, of filming on Bad Boys? That was actually, and I don't talk about it often, just because I was a featured background. Uh, but it was the first time I was on a set of a big professional um, studio job. And, and I got to experience that. And uh, it was very long hours. We were working at night. Um, but I did get to meet Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. And they were fantastic on set. Um, and it was a really good experience. I, I'm actually friends with a lot of um, the actors that were there with me. Uh, we worked as police officers, um, and a lot of them have gone to do really big things. Yeah, one of the um, stunt performers from Cobra Kai uh, was well, had had a sequence as well. Uh, G- Giselle, Giselle something I I forget her last name, but she I think she was the one that gets thrown into like a what was it like a like a dryer or something or. I, I kind of forget. It's been a while. Oh. It was, yeah, it was kind of, um, it was a violent sequence. Uh, I, I do kind of remember that kind of shocking. Um, what, what, uh, what were some of your earlier memories of like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence from your childhood or growing up? Um, I was obsessed with Fresh Prince um, back in the day and Martin, the show uh, with uh, Shanene. Um, I just girl. serious and, and funny, funny, comedic geniuses so i really have fond memories of watching them uh after school going home and watching their shows yeah i was um i was i was a bigger fan of the fresh prince my uh my mom actually says that um i remind her of will smith from the fresh prince and uh <laughs> i yeah so i mean he, he was he, i think he was a big influence you know like there's those memes where it's like uh, you know describe yourself in three characters and i would always say like alvin from alvin and the chipmunks you know like i feel i get into a lot of trouble but also like um have like an ear for music like i love music and uh also will smith from fresh prince and zach morris from um say by the bell so <laughs> kind of some troublemakers there i i, I feel but i've been I, I i but i think if you ask my friends they'll be like yeah that's that's totally it you know so um, yeah, that, that must have been really big. Uh, Rose Bianco, uh, for those that, you know, like, oh, that name sounds familiar. She plays Yaya, you know, from from uh, Cobra Kai. She shared uh, a sequence with the, uh, Martin Lawrence as well. So so that was exciting. It, w- at what point did you meet Rose? Because I feel, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are currently working on a project together? Yeah, we just wrapped up um, a feature in Orlando last month. And that's where I officially met her. Uh, and then we were talking and I'm like, yeah, I'm in Cobra Kai. It's coming out. And she's like, oh, I'm in Cobra Kai. So it, was, it felt like a, um, 
a full circle moment. And then we started talking about the things we were in and she said, bad boys. And I said, I was also in that. And we realized we were in a few things together. She's so sweet. I love her. Yeah, she really is. I mean, um, I I think you saw the picture of her and I uh, in Atlanta, maybe. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. A lot uh, of people, you get out there. I, I, I do. I get around, uh, I think is the expression. <laughs> but I, I was down there for the Dragon Con in Atlanta, you know, and I was uh, fortunate enough to to visit the set. And while down there, I go, you know what? I've interviewed a lot of the, the local actors. And so I just said, hey, let's do a companion meetup. And um, Rose, she wasn't able to make it until the very end, but she really wanted to come to meet us. And so it was really sweet. So we got to, you know, uh, speak with her. And so, yeah, she she did not have to, but she made the trip out there just to say hello in person. So very, very sweet. She's been very gracious uh, with her time uh, coming on as well. Uh, so you, you mentioned the pandemic that kind of put like a stop to a lot of people. Right. And, um, I, I would imagine getting the role of Maria for Cobra Kai was a self tape. I feel that's probably the new, new way of doing things now. Uh, can you kind of talk about like, how did you come across uh, this role? So my agent sent me an email saying, uh, that I had an audition for this role. Um, it was very secretive. The name of um, the, the name they had for it wasn't even Cobra Kai. I didn't know I was auditioning for Cobra Kai. Um, they give you some sides. They're very brief. So I did the audition. I submitted a couple of takes um, and I sent it off and I didn't hear about it for weeks. Um, and I was actually in dance class when my agent called me and, and then she told me she's like, uh, the project that you auditioned for was Cobra Kai and they would like to book you and you have to be in Atlanta the next day. <laughs> so uh, that night I packed up and I left in the morning and, and it was, it happened so quick. Like there was a long waiting period and then it was hurry up and go. That's what we hear. That seems to be a very common story. Like they, they're like, Oh, I guess I didn't get it. So I'll go do something else. I'm like, what? I got to be there tomorrow. Okay. So that that's the story we always hear. It's so it's really interesting. And I wonder why that is. Um, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but it's just like so many things, uh, that happened during production and, and um, pre-production that sometimes we get left to the very end. <laughs> Yeah, I just I hope it's not a thing where like, well, we'll just see who can make it the next day, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, so, something like that. It's just it, it's wild to me. Um, and so maybe I should get an agent so I can get I, I keep trying to put it out into the Internet. Like, hey, look, you know, if you guys need like a mailman because I am one, I was like, I'll do it for free just to walk in the background, whatever, <laughs> you know, make it look legit. You probably, you probably uh, end up that somehow as, as, as background. Yeah, I mean, it it, it would it would be nice, but uh, I know there's a lot of like other you know sh shiny YouTubers that they uh, that that probably fit the world a little bit more in terms of age, but we'll see. You know, I'll cross my fingers. Um, so we know that you guys filmed in Puerto Rico and Atlanta, and um, what were um, can you uh, kind of just talk about like when you was it Atlanta first, right? Was was where you filmed first? I think we filmed in September of twenty twenty one. Am I wrong? Yes, no, that's correct. Yeah, because they filmed season four early in the year, season five yeah. later in the year. Yeah, in twenty twenty one. 
Um, and so uh, Stephen, Stephen, I, I believe, filmed uh, the Atlanta uh, sequences, the director. Uh, can you um, talk about kind of like what it was on your first day and kind of leading up to it? I mean, you you finally find out that it's Cobra Kai and you yeah. fly over in sh- uh, s- such short notice. Did you... Um, uh, did you were you already aware of Cobra Kai and had you already watched the show by then? Yes, um, I had not watched the show um, previously to to um, doing the first episode of season five, but I heard a lot about it because um, I am part of um, a worship group and they love Cobra Kai, so the, the men would always talk about it. Uh, so I heard about it, I knew it was on there, and then I filmed. I I went to Atlanta and filmed the first episode. And then I, after I filmed that, I watched all three seasons that were out at the time, but I went to Atlanta. It was super cold. Um, and I didn't realize it was going to be cold. I was freezing in the morning and I had this very skimpy dress, which was beautiful, but I was just freezing. So they had to get this big coat for me. Um, the whole experience was really surreal. I loved it. Um, but I had my own trailer, which was the first time that that happened. Um, and they go and they do makeup on you and they give you the sides and they tell you, uh, okay, this is the scene that we're doing. Um, you get to meet the cast and crew and then you film and you get directions. and It's great. I love it. Yeah. It sounds really exciting. Um, I forget that uh, because I'm, I'm sure it was cold earlier in, in the year as well, because that's still, you know, part of winter. And so you guys were there towards the end of fall. Well, yeah. Well, fall, winter ish. I guess Almost. middle fall. But either way, we've heard stories about like, oh, well, this one episode we filmed, it was supposed to be like summer. We had to pretend we were hot, even though we were freezing cold. So so I totally get that. And um so in, in Atlanta and um Luis Roberto uh, Guzman, who plays I'm I'm kinda is it is he supposed to be the boyfriend or husband? You know, it doesn't ever say. I'm assuming he's my boyfriend because he almost married once. Remember, he almost That's married right. once. Uh, okay. So he's my man. What we are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's that's all it is. He's he's your man, and and you're his only one right now. Um. So so did you uh did you guys get a chance to kind of meet and and um discuss kind of like your relationship before filming? We did not. Um. We met. Um. We met right on at set. We hugged. We talked. I said, you know, I'm your your woman. You're my man. And then we did this big family scene uh, where we're eating dinner. And so we got to talk and, and kind of it, w- it was nice that that was our first meetup. As in the second episode, the second, episode, the first episode, um, when we filmed the second time, we kissed. So it was nice to have already met him and get a little bit comfortable with Right. And um, for you as an actor, did you kind of develop any uh, backstory for yourself or even in your mind how you two met, your characters met? Um, I did not. I actually, you're supposed to sometimes, but at the moment, it didn't feel like I needed to. I just knew that this was the person that I loved and, and, and my child. And I was very grateful at that moment to be with this group of people. So I just kind of let those feelings emote from me now um with season five out having seen it and kind of um knowing a little bit more of his character from a viewer standpoint um have you then gone back 
and and thought about like how how did Maria possibly have met um, Hector, uh, knowing kind of his uh, backstory now? Yes, I I, I did, but um, there's certain things I wish would happen with the show in the future. So mine are just very not real in the sense that I'm like, she's a CIA agent. She's undercover. That's how she's in this situation. And she's going to bring him down some way, somehow. (laughs) So it's just me being silly. You kind of like that. (laughs) If they bring me back, I hope it's that. Yeah. (laughs) With season five, so many things happened where you're like, like, things, things happened that we've never seen before in a Cobra Kai uh, episode, like a severed finger, you know, like all these types of like, violence. like, yeah, the, just the violence, but also like what is going on is what I was questioning. Like my first viewing of, of, of that season, I'm just like, well, what is going on? It's just so many, so many things I hadn't seen before, but I can't even say like it would be or not be on brand for like someone like Hector to show up. And then all of a sudden his, girlfriend is is a cia agent that's like helping to bring him down like that i i would believe that i'd be like i wouldn't feel that would be out of place at this point you know it'd be cool to see because i know they're doing the world championship well i don't know it'd be they're they're supposedly going uh it'd be cool to see where it's gonna go um is it going to be filmed in south korea could it take place in mexico and hector comes back and then you see us um it would be it would be fun to see it develop that way see so it it almost sounds like you feel that the mexico storyline isn't quite over like i kind of feel that way too like i don't think we saw the end of hector yeah which maybe is genius like they only just gave us a little bit and maybe next season they'll give us more it'll be crazy and hector you know will be this very very big villain in the season Right. It I mean it could be because like we felt like the um, season four set it up really big, you know, and then um because I was surprised. I was like, oh, that's it. They wrapped up the Mexico storyline in two episodes, and there's a few mentions in episode three. So yeah, I felt like there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more. So I hope there's more also. You know, look to see you guys back. So um so we uh, talked a little bit about Hector, but uh, Maria also has a little boy uh, named Luis, played by E.J. Sanchez, um, who we've uh, you know I recently interviewed. Um, can you talk about like meeting E.J. and Tiffany for the first time, and and what it was like working with E.J. Um, they're super sweet. I want to say that uh, first off, they also found out the day before, uh, and so we all met up in Atlanta. I got to meet him and talk to him a little bit um, before we. We started filming and Tiff, she's so sweet. She's so nice. And she's taking pictures and it, it, they're really a, a joy to be around. Um, we were on set for a really long time. So I got to share a lot of time with them. And, and I'm, got, I'm glad we got to film um, Puerto Rico together. We spent most of the time together after filming. So they're, they're great. Now, um, you mentioned about, um, you know, meeting the cast. EJ has shared. Um, you know, meeting well because you know he shared a few sequences with uh, with Sholo. Um, did you get a chance to speak with Sholo or Tanner and or, or um, Billy uh, in either locations? So I got to um, talk to Sholo um, on both both times that we were filming. Um, he was also very nice when when we weren't filming. We were all together in a room, so we got to talk to each other. He told me a lot about his 
podcast that he was doing at the time. Um, and, but very sweet, but most, mostly everyone sticks to themselves usually. And you don't want to bother uh, the other artists, especially when you have to be in a certain uh, feeling. So, you know, I try to keep to myself most of the time, but the time we did talk, um, it was very nice. Well, that's sweet. Um, yeah, he started that podcast like after he's been on this show. So I don't know if he was like, hey, this is fun. And so now I have competition. No, totally kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for my invite. But yeah, they don't do guests. Um, but Put it yeah, out there. I, yeah, well, I uh, I feel their podcast Instagram account, they have said like, hey, well, you know, what should we, you know, like um, they, they have kind of uh, uh, solicited like episode ideas kind of thing. And I was like, how about bringing me on? Because I know, you know, no one's ever going to see it, but I'm just kind of like humoring them kind of thing. Like, uh, <laughs> like, oh, you guys are trying to compete now? Like, um, oh, uh, I, I think I might have even uh, thrown jabs like. Like, oh, well, Martin Cove has had me on his podcast. When are you guys going to have me on yours? You know, kind of thing. But um, <laughs> Jacob's the only I haven't uh, spoken with Shola since he's been on the show. So it's been a couple of years. Uh, but uh, I saw Jacob just this last April um, in California at Paley Fest when I got to co- uh, cover uh, the red carpet for for the show. So, um, yeah, maybe may- maybe one day uh, I, I, I think I, I would be an odd guest because um, I feel like a lot of their listeners probably don't even like or are familiar with what we do here you know uh just because i honestly like i i don't listen to the show because um i've kind of heard like what what it is and i don't want my opinion about them as professionals to kind of change you know to know more about them on a personal level and so um yeah i just uh, i feel i might be a weird guest but but it's kind of interesting if they ever extend an invite i don't think weird i think if if People do follow Cobra Kai. They, they also know about you and all the other people that like, get to talk about them and stuff. So well, that's it wouldn't sweet. be weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were uh, some uh, so something you can share from the set uh, fil- filming with DJ? Because you know we we do see Maria and and Louis running around the house at one point, and you guys are also playing in the backyard. Uh, EJ shared how he uh, no longer likes rice because he had to eat it so much. <laughs> But also, he, he had to run around the house a uh, hundred times. Yeah, we had to run around the house so many times. And then we have to stand by these big pillars and wait for them to cue us in. And they'd cue us in, and we'd start running, and then they didn't like the timing. So we just kept having to do it over and over again. And the rice, though, was good. It was cold. So it's not like you're really enjoying it. You have to fake it uh, and not move the plate too much, not move the food too much, because you have to keep doing the sequences over and over and over again. Um, so, and then we have to also make laugh. And you're like, okay, please laugh right now. And then you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> the world of acting is not as um, as fun sometimes. You just gotta like fake everything. Hey, I didn't even think about the the rice getting cold. That actually makes a lot more sense, especially for like a, a child, you know, who's probably used to like you know warm to hot rice um i can i can see that like you know as 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 a girl like i don't find it as much if if i'm eating it with something that's probably hot but yeah if it's cold rice and also you probably have to be, um kind of be mindful of like continuity too right so like you know you can't eat too much do you know if they actually had more rice like available they, in the yeah, they, they would fill it every once in a while to make it look more full 
Um, and then you also have to be mindful that when you're eating, you might get food stuck in your mouth and like, you're not, look, you can't see yourself in a mirror or anything. So you don't know <laughs> if you got something in there. So I tried to eat very delicately. Um, what do you remember from uh, filming in, uh, in, in the town, like the, the markets and stuff like that? Cause EJ shared like a, um, was it he he had cotton candy then all of a sudden just made it onto the show because it wasn't actually scripted that way that he's walking around with cotton candy so we we had to obviously shop at the market which I didn't have a purse or anything we didn't pay for anything you don't even need to pay you know like you're, you're walking around with Hector you know, apparently everything's free exactly so um, we had to fake shop so at one point just grab a cotton candy that seemed realistic and it, it just stayed and at one point uh, we were at another stand and someone gave me corn so I was just walking around with corn that I couldn't eat <laughs> because it was fake. <laughs> I wanted a fake like I was eating it, but then you wouldn't see that I was actually eating it. So I was just like, let me hold it. Oh, that is so funny. Um, I'm going to have to go back and watch that too. Now, were were they, I guess the people working in the market, are, are those like an actual, were those like just real people at a real market or was that all kind of staged? I think that was all stage. There was a bunch of extras um, there that got to be a part of it and got to meet them. They were really excited to be there and, and getting to see that scene. They were very nice. Also, so, so do you know if like handing you the corn was was intentional or? No. So so they would tell us to stop at certain spots. Hey, can you stop here? We want to get a shot of you here. Um, so we always ended up stopping at the corn. Uh, <laughs> what I call it, like a stand, um, and someone would hand me the corn. But it was not written in. It was just, what else are you going to do? <laughs> so, right, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that would have been really interesting. Like, well, hold on now. She's not even eating the corn. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I want, like, mayo, and I want cheese, and I want, like, spice on it, like, to really enjoy it. But they didn't have any of that, so it's just, like, you got to get plain. Oh, yeah. I, I can go for some of that right now. I... Uh, I, I, love, I love Mexican food. Um, so um, it, d too bad EJ didn't share some cotton candy with you. That would have been that would have been Ooh, nice. yeah. unless he no he didn't do it. No, didn't. We didn't, didn't open it at all. I don't remember. They had different yeah, flavors. Well, it was probably best not to open it because then again, like since that wasn't supposed to be part of of the you know the walking sequence there, then you know you would probably have to refill that if EJ just kept on eating the cotton candy. That's true. That's true for continuity's sake. And then yeah. who knows how old that cotton candy is? <laughs> is right. It even <laughs> right, right. Yeah. If that was, I didn't even think about that either. So yeah, the, the things you learned, you know, um, I, I actually thought that was like a real place. I was like, Hey, we're just going to, we're just going to film here. And this is just what we're going to do. Just going to hit these beats. So it was actually off stage. Very interesting. See, see the, <laughs> the amount of work. Go to like a park uh, that was just converted to, to this. Oh wow! See the production crew—they're—they're they're really amazing at, at what they do. Um, uh, what working uh, with Stephen and uh, Joel? Can can you kind of talk about like uh, working with them and the the differences in their directing styles? I don't think they were uh, different um, with with me. Stephen, he was very nice. I only got to work with him one day, um, very quickly, because um, our scenes. Uh, he didn't deal with us as much as he did with Miguel and um, Hector. Um, but he was also very nice and was, his directions were really quick. Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And then 
he'd be off and doing his thing. Um, and, but he was very nice. Joel was also really nice too. Um, I got more direction with him actually, because in when I was working with Joel, that's when I had to go scream Luis. And, uh, but always very kind. We changed up a little bit of the wording, uh, that we had, um, with, with Maria. So, so talking to him really about our accent as well, because I'm Puerto Rican and Maria's Mexican and that the accent is different. So I had to try um, to work a little bit harder to change it up a little bit. So it's not as Puerto Rican. As I'm just glad. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like having, um, you know, uh, I, you know, my Asian background, right? Like we have all different types of ethnicities and the Hispanic community. Um, there's different, you know, uh, languages and dialects, same thing with Asians. And so like, I appreciate nobody's like, you know what? No one's going to tell the difference, right? Like nobody's doing that. Like everyone's kind of doing their due diligence. Representation matters. You want to at least, you know, um, sound and look authentic. So, so uh, I do appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I really love speaking with Joel. He's like a big fan of like the show. And then when I spoke with him, he, he was like, oh, yeah, no, I've, um, I've listened to your the podcast. I'm like, oh, really? Well, thanks. Wow. You know, because like it was my first time meeting him. Um now the uh we, we understand that um well EJ you know had to he had to do a little stunt for uh for his scene and uh, can you um kind of uh, talking about that and what was Maria thinking not not keeping him in front of her? So it's funny because we actually had to redo that scene a lot, um just because of the the all the different um angles that they wanted to get the scene in, um uh, and they were very careful to um to do it in a way that EJ would always be safe. Um, so, you know, the car looks like it's going forward, but in fact, um, most of the time it was going backwards in the scene. So um, you would still see it, but it would kind of go away. So he wouldn't get hit. Um, and then the scenes where he's going forward, he was already, we, he was already out of the way. So um, we, they always wanted to keep him safe. And it was really fun to be able to, to watch it kind of happen the way they did. They're, they're really smart. Um, I would say that I really had to get into this, um, my mom mode, which most of the time I am in, um, but just to be super scared and seeing my kid about to get hit, I really had to like get in there and really like scream with angst, like my kid's about to get hit um, and then be super grateful when he gets saved. So, so um, having to do the scenes over and over, are you having to scream each time as well? Yes, every time. Did your, <laughs> did your throat get sore by the end of the day? I, I, you know what? No, actually, I don't think so. Thankfully, thankfully, I didn't get sore. I'm sore you, now because I'm. But well, you're a trained singer too, so you you're probably used to that. You know, all, all the uh, conditioning. Some vocal warm ups. <laughs> well, let's um as we uh, kind of get ready to wrap up, let's, let's talk about uh you know you, you mentioned vocal warm ups. You uh, mentioned earlier that you're part of this uh, worship group, and um I've seen some of your stories where you're holding the mic and singing. Uh, yeah. It looks it looks like a con like like a concert. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, are you able to share what that's about? So I so I'm a believer. I I go to church. Um, on Sundays <laughs> and Saturdays. Um, but I'm part of the worship team at my church. So we're there like three times a week um, rehearsing. And then we have um, 
services Saturday and Sunday and we do a whole set. It's a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoy it, but I, um, I get very nervous doing it. Uh, but it, cause I don't like singing aside from that cause I get nervous. So I get to do it and I kind of like get to be creative. It's just one of my outlets and, and I, I really love it. I love the people that I worship with. They're super fine. You think the nervousness comes from like performing in front of a live audience? Yeah. P- performing in front of people. And I've always been that way. Um, get my stomach turned, just that feeling of just the, the nerves kind of overwhelms me. <laughs> so it's, it's really, you have to really mentally prepare. I do anyways, uh, to do it. Yeah. I mean, just, um, just keep telling yourself, I'm Elvia from the block, you know, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> My alter ego, Elvia from the block. Yeah. Little, little shameless plug. Uh, I also host a movie podcast called Podstalgic. Um, a few years ago, what was it 2017 uh, i i kind of forget at this point but i um reviewed selena and my two guests were these uh, uh latinas from um, from they no longer host the show but they used to host a true crime podcast with with uh, some comedy because it's just such heavy uh topics um it was called uh, once upon no oh, hold on uh oh my goodness i forgot what it was called because they they they've ended their show. Um, uh, it's about damn crime. Okay. It's about damn crime. Um, they uh, they they joined me and we had a lot of fun and we were we were kind of bagging on Abraham a little bit. The dad. It's like you know I kind of forgot that we forgot what we were saying about him. But um, oh, the movie. We felt like the movie was great, but we felt like it could have been so much better because we know that Abraham served as like consultant and all these things. It's like, but how true was this story? Because if, if her dad was serving as consultant, there's probably a um, image, you know, that he wants to keep, you know, Selena in and, and, and all of these things. So we do wonder if there were things that they were kind of holding back to tell like, like the actual story kind of thing. So for those that are interested in the, you know, Selena's life and whatnot, we, we talk about it and had, had a lot of fun, but we just kept on going, Abraham, is this, is this your doing, you know, like that type of stuff. Uh, But anyway, um, we, you mentioned the, the project that you just wrapped. Um, Are you able to kind of give a little uh, insight or do you have any knowledge of when we can expect that? So, not sure when I was fantastic, by the way, Um, I had a lot of awesome, um, cast and, and crew. Um, I believe they want it to be done next year, summertime. Um, and they want to submit it to a bunch of film festivals um, everywhere. And I think it's a beautiful story. It's, it, you know, it's a Latino Christmas, basically. Not when and we celebrate the 24th. Um, and it, you know, it's like a big Puerto Rican film. And it's exciting to be part of those kind of projects because you don't see them happen often. Um, and we're hoping that it, it does great things out there and it gets bought out and more people get to see it because we need those stories. Um, we don't often get to see that on TV. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah. For those that follow me on social media, I, sh- I share, you know, just about everything I see, um, you know, uh, so yeah, hopefully I get to uh, talk with Rose and, and it may be, um, you know, maybe she can, share some things about about filming that project as well is that is that um any, anything else going on for you that that you're able to kind of um, promote uh people can can see i know that there's there's a uh a, um, a film on hbo max 
Uh, yeah. Come. Come. Yes, definitely yeah. check that out. Short film I did also with uh, another Puerto Rican cast, and it, it's uh, about this young girl who wants to have a like normal American Thanksgiving um, because she's almost embarrassed. She moves from Puerto Rico to to America, and so she sees um, how other American kids celebrate, and she wants that. Um, but she ends up finding that you know staying true to her roots. Uh, is really important and uh, finding the love of her culture um, is great. So uh, that's on HBO Max. And then I did Nobody Will Believe You uh, on Lifetime. And then I have a, a film scheduled um, for next year in Texas that I'm excited about. But yeah. There you go. Exciting stuff. Um, I was born in Texas. So I, you know, I, again, I follow you. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on, on everything you do. Uh, so, so there we are, Elvia. If uh, you welcome the interactions, where can people find you on social media? They can find me on IG um, at it's Elvia Hill. All right, and for me, uh, if you guys don't already follow me on social media, I am on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod, pretty active there, and also on Instagram at Cobra Kai Companion, Companion with a K. Uh, check out the website, bookmark it. If you guys like the interviews, all the interviews get put up there. Um, at this point, I've I feel 126 interviews, so plenty of interviews for you guys to go back and check out uh, while we're waiting on season six. At this point, they haven't announced it yet. Maybe Maria will be back and she's a CIA agent. Who knows? Let's put that out into the Internet. Uh, that, that, would, that would be amazing. You know, maybe maybe we could do uh, like a, a crossover like Bad Boys, you know, like maybe your character is that police officer from Miami. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and Joe Pantaleano will show up for for reason. Oh no, didn't his character die? Yeah, sadly. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a way to end the episode. But anyway, uh, thanks you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, by the way, for your fandom. You've been great, man. You've been along for the ride the whole time. You've been cheering us on. You're, you really get into it. You get the fans engaged. So you being here is, is, is important, and we really, really appreciate you, man. Thank you. So keep up the good work.